This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Okay, oh, so are we actually on the air now in sound and in spirit are, and in video, too? What are we resisting? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Is it the collectivization of manufacture? I uh, mean, people were saying, well, why aren't you guys talking? Because we're resisting something. We're, are we resisting the institutionalization of the human psyche? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm uh, not sure. I can't be sure. <laughs> I mean, why would I be sure? Of I do like know that? one thing I can tell you this. What? Uh, it's a symbol of irreversibility. I thought it was a reversibility. It Maybe might be reversibility. Determined. I don't know. I'm not sure. It might be reversible. It might not be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Triple eight seven two seven back. You know what? It might be apparently reversible. Is the uh, magic number of twelve hundred and thirty-seven, according to uh, some people, coming off you know the huge win in New York. Uh, Donald Trump's campaign advisors are projecting he'll win the nomination with the support of 1,400 delegates, nearly 200 more than needed. Uh, uh, no way. What? Uh, hold on. Lee, hey, Lee, would you mind grabbing my red folder there over on, no the, way. on the couch in that room? Is that even um, possible? Yeah, because that that's what I had. I had to, to win almost every delegate. I had that to go through uh, in the numbers segment today, which you never actually got to. Maybe we'll go through it again on, on radio uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, there's a path there. Stuff. It's an interesting one. It's on my. Is there a path to 1,400? It might be. It might, Natasha might have it. I don't know. Is that what you're saying? Because um, I'm, I'm resisting that. The collectivization of no, I'm resisting. I'm resisting 1,400 delegates. Oh, the institutionalization Trump. of the human psyche. No, no, neither of those. Mm. Uh, I'm I resisting Donald Trump right now. My impression was those are the only it's two things. Pretty simple. I'm just resisting Donald Trump. I think those are the only two things you can resist. <laughs> really? Thank you, Jeffy. Okay. That you just walked in front of uh, five cameras. Yeah, that's good. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think. I mean, I don't think that's legitimate. Of course, they're going to talk a big game and say how great they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get to 1237. You got to win 185 in the industrial east. Um, this is uh, according to the New York Times. 
this is his his best path to get there. Now, I kind of had done this already um, with my own little guesstimate as to what Trump would get. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had him winning 182 in the industrial East. So I think he can do that part of it. Uh, he's close. Uh, then he needs to gather 34 in the West and Midwest. I had him at 24. Uh, so these are, you know, obviously collections of states. And then in California, there's 172 delegates. They're saying he needs to win 130. I had him at 110. Um, I had him winning the state, even, and had him mm-hmm. at 110. Then he has to probably win Indiana, uh, squeeze some extra delegates out from the coasts. He's got to win Indiana? That's not going to happen. He's not going to win Indiana. I'm just going to... Under gonna, what paradigm? This one. Under whose conception? Uh, Ted Cruz's. Well, yes, I think under Ted Cruz's mm-hmm. conception, he will not win Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he'll win Indiana. One of the other things they, they say here is uh, an upset. Could he squeak out an upset in a state that we don't expect it? Like um, what? Montana. No. Unless my mom gets to the polls. Your mom will possible. help ruin this country. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, trying. She's she trying. Have you talked her out of that yet? No. I, I, all I have to do, I think, because she's 91, you know, so somebody's got to help her get to the polls. And that would be my sister. And my sister's for Ted Cruz. So <laughs> so the one man, one vote thing. Well, I mean, she's a woman. She's so, a woman. Uh, right. So it doesn't apply. I'm pretty sure that that, that, that Is there a law about apply. women voting? Is okay. there some? No. Has anyone no talked law. about that at all? I don't all? think so. I, don't, I haven't I don't followed I've, 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 I've got to go vote. We already did, Mom. Just yeah. sit back and down. She'll remember. It. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. She doesn't know that she could cast the absentee ballot, ballot or... Mm-mm. No. She doesn't know that? No. She's been around a long time. She has, but I... Yeah, they stopped doing that 20 years ago. You didn't see Mom? They don't do that in Montana anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the Trump supporters are actually suggesting with the delegates, that you cancel flights, block block highways with traffic jams to stop... Uh, delegates Put from getting IEDs to Cleveland. IEDs in the streets. <laughs> That's pretty much what they said. Uh, station snipers along the way. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to have my sister forget to take my mom to the polls. Yes. That's all. What am I resisting? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this coming back so hard? Um, so, uh, listen, this, this is an interesting another way to look at it. If you divvy up the states by expected results... Mr. Trump wins big in East, uh, they, they call it Mr. Trump, that's not me. Donald wins big in East and West Virginia, loses the winner-take-all rural Western states, and earns his expected share of proportional delegates in Washington, Oregon, New Mexico. That puts him about 175 delegates short of the required 1237. Only two toss-up states remain, California with 172 delegates and 57 from Indiana. If He's not getting those. So you see, uh, and this is what, quoting the New York Times, you can see the basic issue. If he doesn't win Indiana, he has to sweep California and get lucky breaks somewhere else, which isn't realistic. He would need an upstate in a state like Montana in a region that has been hostile to him. Yeah. Um, so, again, like, they're basically saying if, he, if Cruz can win Indiana, the chances of a contested convention go through the roof. Good. Um, so. so that's great. And that's, I, I think that's what the Cruz camp is is pretty well counting on, and that's why he's going to, uh, he told us on the air, we had uh, Ted Cruz on the radio show today, and he said he's on his way to Indiana right now, and uh, obviously that's why, that's his, you know, that's really kind of the center square to block, right? Uh, That's his uh, Charles Nelson Riley in the center square to block. I'm going to take Indiana to keep him out. Pat, as we said, this is Mm -hmm. the the time that we need to see a Peyton Manning endorsement of Ted Cruz. 
This is the time mm -hmm. where Peyton needs to step mm -hmm. up, do his Except, American duty. What? I believe Peyton Manning is a uh, Donald Trump supporter, isn't he? Is that real? I don't know. Is that real? Is that a real thing? I have thing? not heard that. I, I know Brady Jimmy, is. Haven't we talked about that? Brady is. Well, the, he had the Make America Great hat, right, right in his I locker. I thought this was Brady that this did this stuff. No, there was something else about about Peyton, too. That Jeffy? Because uh, if he is, then I totally agree with the Al Jazeera report on a steroid use. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? No, no, no. Let's see. I'm, no. I mean, let's look it up. I, and thought, it, I thought it was uh, I, Brady with I the Trump both hat, of those right? were Tom Brady. Yeah, I could be wrong. Because I, I heard something about Peyton, too. Uh, Peyton... Manning, uh, Trump, donated, supporter. He's not voiced support. He hasn't he, voiced. And, oh, yeah, he donated Jeb, to Jeb it Bush. It was Jeb. Right, he donated yeah, to Jeb. He donated to Jeb. Thank heaven. Okay. But hey, if you're a Jeb guy. Heaven. You got to go Cruz. Uh, you got to go Cruz. I mean, who is Jeb Bush endorsed? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. And so is his, almost his entire family, except for George W., because he's a douche. Uh, other than that. I mean, Tito... Marlon, Jermaine, yeah, all of them, uh, the whole bunch of them. Huh. Well, like Jeb got behind him, Neil got behind him. They were all Ted Cruz, right? And we need, just need Barbara, you know, the the woman from the Quaker Oats box. We need her endorsement. Uh, we need uh, we need George W. Mm -hmm. on board. W won't. Uh, w you won't. Know what? I say no to he that. Won't. I don't want him on board. You don't forget that. Because he's just—he's—he's I mean, he's already put up a little fuss about I never liked him. We've had. Oh, think, think about let this. him go. He used poor, to like him. You know who? I mean, poor George W. Bush for a second. His brother ran and got humiliated. I mean, you know. Yeah, he did. And it's not because Jeb Je Bush is a bad guy or anything like that. He just, no. you know, look—he had a lot of a lot of wind behind him and could not pull it off. And it's tough to. And win the, the Bush name right now is baggage you can't carry. Right <laughs> then, the only other guy who has a chance outside of Donald Trump is the guy who he hates most. In the Senate, um, and hates him for uh, basically calling him out for you know putting the glo global treaties above the United States. Yeah. Um, in the Medellin case. Right. Um, and so that happened. So now, what's he go? I guess he goes Kasich. He's probably rooting for Kasich. He, yeah. Because he was Kasich he was a Bush administration guy at one point, wasn't he? Um, he's been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk, he's, he's mm. people who are establishment look at John Kasich and are like, wow, that guy's way too establishment for me. Mm -hmm. People who identify themselves as really establishment are disgusted by John the John McCain looks level. at John Kasich <laughs> yeah. and says, wow. Well, but I now, can't go there. <laughs> now, Peyton gave money to Jeb, so by right. default, he's for Ted Cruz. So congratulations, Peyton Manning, uh, for coming out for Indiana Ted Cruz. should know that, that, that Peyton Manning supports Ted Cruz yes, for president. Yes, they should now, know that. he hasn't said that. Per se, but we know it. But we know it in our hearts. So vote it. Ted Cruz in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we we got that taken care of. But Larry Bird. But even where the most. La where does Larry Bird? Larry stand? Bird. On it's another right. Larry another Bird. One. Guys, we have word in. Larry Bird. And I even have my headphones in. Larry Bird <laughs> has uh, endorsed Ted Cruz for president. John Mellencamp. Oh uh, just endorsed Ted Cruz for president. Wow. Wow. All the big Indiana you are names. definitely listening to a different set. Melon Camp is like a communist. Well, John Cougar has endorsed uh, <laughs> yeah. Ted Cruz. John Melon Camp is nuts. But John Cougar has endorsed. <laughs> John Cougar. <laughs> has endorsed uh, Ted Cruz. So. That was weird. That was a weird transformation. First it was John Cougar. Then it was John Cougar Melon Camp. Then, then it was John, John Mellencamp. Mellencamp. Yeah. I mean, make up your mind.
dude, what's uh, where the first of all, where'd the stupid cougar thing come from? Well, they, he, he sold out like for it. the gig, right? He didn't like it. They, yeah. the, the record company, yeah, he sold We're out. not naming Mellencamp, stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no one named Mellencamp is ever going to sell a record, right? And so he went with it, mm -hmm. you know. Fighting it, but until he, he got, went with it. Until he got popular, yeah. and then he was like, oh, by the way, I've sold a lot of records, now I'm John Mellencamp. Yeah. Well, can you be John Cougar Mellencamp? Yeah, sure, for one album. Now I'm John Mellencamp. Could he have also been a big Cougar fan? Like a BYU Cougar fan? No, he actually has come out and said he hates the BYU Cougars. Hates them. Good, because he's a communist. He hates the BYU Cougars. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to like the Cougars. You guarantee he hates BYU. <laughs> yeah, you can't do uh, All right, here he is. Here's uh, Trump on... So, but. Before we leave the delegate count, by even the most optimistic of of uh, outlooks, there's no way he gets to. Uh, he almost can't get to twelve thirty seven, let alone fourteen hundred. Right? Fourteen hundred. I, I mean, mean, there's always the possibility that you know momentum or something will carry him. I mean, like for example, Indiana. Right now, as it looks right now, he could theoretically win Indiana. The reason we don't know that for a fact um, is because a lot of polls are illegal in Indiana. Uh, they don't allow robocalls there. So uh, you can't do the typical polls, so it's difficult to get the results. So it's, it's, not, a, a, it's not polled very well. Um, so we don't know. The demographics favor uh, Ted Cruz. However, states in that area, Illinois, for example, like Trump. So it's not impossible that state could go to Trump. We just don't know enough about it right now. It looks like, demographically, it looks sort of like Missouri, um, but it's a better lean for Cruz. Mm -hmm. um, and we're getting, remember, again, Missouri was, was two-tenths of a percent in Trump's favor, though. So, I mean, if Trump is doing better than we expect by a few points, if the New York thing, I mean, he did outperform his polls in his home state. Um, if he is on a little bit of a run and he hits, hits everything at the right time and he wins Indiana and he goes through there and wins 150 delegates in, in, uh, in California, I still have a real problem getting him to 1,400, but you can get him well above 1,237 if he gets hot at the right time. Yeah. I don't know, 1,400 seems ridiculous to me, but it's also <clears throat> Trump. I mean, he says he's worth $10 billion and he's worth two. Yeah, true. You know, so I kind of assume they're true. just exaggerating. Now, if he does win the nomination, he's going up against probably, I mean, almost for sure, Hillary Clinton. And uh, last night on Fox News, he talked about what happens if Hillary starts to attack him. So when they come after you, leaking stuff to a, a Huffington Post or, or a, a left-wing website or, or even a legitimate paper, okay, when they do that, are you going to then come back in kind and drag up all the Lewinsky stuff? There will be retaliation unless it's fair. If it's fair, I would never do that. But you think there will be retaliation, <laughs> as there should be, unless it's fair. Now, if they treat me fair? fairly, I'm going to treat them fairly. Well, they're very not going to treat you, you know, fairly, Bernie's and you're not going to treat them fairly. You're well, going to we'll find out. Yeah, they're get, we'll they're, find she out. said last night that you're dangerous. You're a dangerous man. That, that seems that to be the theme. Tired, Your theme is that she's corrupt. Her theme is you're dangerous. That seems to me where it's going right now. Now, that's not fair. Do you, you don't think you're dangerous, do you? No, I don't. I think that I'm going to put the country back to work again. All right, but, but is that enough to set you off? Strong. When she goes off and says Donald Trump is dangerous and he's denigrating women and he's doing all things to minorities and he doesn't like Muslims, it's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Is that enough to set you back where you go after her personally? Well, they would be lies. I mean, if they said those things, they would be lies because that's not true. And I think you understand that. So, yeah, well, pretty much true. See, any I mean, criticism I, of the guy is unfair to him. 
any right. criticism at all is unfair to Donald Trump. So, of course, he's going to attack her. And all those criticisms are pretty fair. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to think they're, about they're them for, in different ways than Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, generally speaking, eh, it's pretty much the case. I would say yeah, so. I would say. I mean, yeah. he does not seem to be uh, ultra-friendly towards minorities. I mean, that... There are a lot of things that he does uh, that we've talked about, uh, but he does not seem to be. Um, he certainly, I could, could absolutely agree, is dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely oh my gosh, agree with yes. that. Oh, uh, yeah. And more, you know, because you know, and maybe the left and right will look at different things about him to see what you know what terms he's dangerous on. But I mean, I you know, I look at him and say, and this is about minorities and about majorities, is he doesn't care about the Constitution at all. He doesn't know anything about it. So a person who doesn't care or know anything about the Constitution is not going to be friendly to minorities, and it's not going to be friendly to anyone else. They're only going to be friendly to themselves and their friends, um, which is a good reason that we should try to be his friend and why some people have. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, you know, this show's on Ted, too, but, boy, he looks tired in that shot. I mean, this this campaign is starting mm-hmm. to wear on him. He's going to wear down here. Is Hannity? Right. I, I I don't know this. Is Hannity live though? Is he? Is, or no? I don't know. I don't. Well, that was O'Reilly, but I, or O'Reilly. I, I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what time of day they, they, that that t- that show goes on. But still, I mean, and he's on O'Reilly. Is it every night? Is it three times a night? Is it? If not, he's on O'Reilly and Hannity. Fox is unreal. I mean, they basically give they basically give him an uninterrupted hour every night. Every. Single Don't forget night. the first thing in the morning. And on first the phone. thing in the morning yeah. on the phone with Fox and friends who fawn all over him. I, I well, mean, the numbers came out. It wow. was uh, 397 minutes for Donald Trump and 161 minutes for Cruz, and I think it was 108 minutes for Kasich. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, about about just three give times. Just the freaking network for the love of heaven. I mean, they have. I, they already look, have. I mean, yeah. you, you could argue. It's hard to argue that they've done that. I mean, like, you could argue that the reason they've done that is because Donald Trump is way better for ratings than anybody else. Um, And in the presidential campaign, that's probably true. So, I mean, you could argue that they're doing it on a self-serving basis. In other words, we're trying to get the highest ratings possible, which is what they're supposed to do. I mean, that's their jobs. However, um, however, you should be asking him decent questions. You should be. Yeah, you need to be pushing him more. Pushing I, him a little bit. I mean, I mean you know, look, O'Reilly. It's pathetic what's going on. O'Reilly's done a lot pathetic. of tough interviews over the years. And, you know, he, he can, uh, the but, Trump ones but, aren't part the, of it. The Trump ones are not my They're favorite not interviews. Of, of, uh, no. I mean, the question of, uh, you're not going to be dangerous, are you? I mean, I. <laughs> What's he going to say? Are you? Yeah, I am. You, actually, you don't think you're Bill, dangerous, I, do you? Right. It's like, no, you know what I do, actually, Bill? I, I think it's crazy what the American people are doing, but I just keep showing up and they keep voting for me. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, like, I, I understand Bill. what he's doing Bill. there. And, and he's, he's been a great friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, no criticism of, of, of him. I just, but I think. He's not think, great on the Trump thing. I think what he's looking to do are. there is stir up a Trump versus Clinton thing you know yes. he's trying to like yeah. get that fired up so he's not he's not looking to ask him tough questions about at that no, particular right. moment but nobody at but it doesn't seem like nobody there's does. a lot of hard questions i mean this guy you look at the questions that cruz uh faced um the other day when he was asked uh by the the gay uh lifelong republican who was, yeah. who, was fo- who asked a question then was had two or three follow-ups from the journalist about his answer mm-hmm. i don't know that i've ever seen donald trump have that I mean, not legitimate hard questions. Mm-hmm. He's never pushed on these things. He just rolls off to the next thing. To go in-depth after the original question, the follow-up? Yeah. Um, what did you mean when you said that? Right. Never. I mean, mm-hmm. At some point, like, I, here's a good example of this. Um, fairly recently, Donald Trump was on some news broadcast, and, and he, they were talking about the Iran deal. And Donald Trump said, um, I've studied the Iran deal more, more than, than anyone anybody. else. More than anybody else. 
Yeah. Now, in any other world where a Republican candidate was someone the press didn't want, they wanted to stop him. They would say, oh, you have? Well, let's discuss the details of that. Here's section four. What do you think about that? Here's section six. What do you think about that? What do you think about the, uh, which side of this particular uh, part of the agreement do you favor? Which would shut him down now, he so has, hard. He has not even, I'm not even want to insult your intelligence by saying he hasn't read it, because obviously you know he hasn't read the, the, the agreement. But he hasn't even done a full study on it. Mm-mm. Like, he's barely familiar, and I would say the level of Donald Trump's knowledge on that agreement is that it's bad. I mean, he doesn't know why it's bad. He probably knows that there's not enough inspections. There's probably a couple bullet points he's mildly aware of. I doubt it. Maybe not. I doubt it. But the point is, though, he definitely has not studied that agreement more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Now, Ted Cruz can probably quote half the document for you. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, But Donald Trump certainly cannot. And when he says something like that on TV, when he becomes the general election nominee, they're going to call him on it. They're going to Mm -hmm. make him go into incredible depth that he doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And when he tries to toss it off, they're not going to let him do it at this time. They're going to stop him. They're going to bring it back. They're going to say, why don't you answer this question? You haven't studied this document, have you? What, What else does it do other than the two things you've told me? Answer, why don't you explain? And they'll let him sit there and stumble and suffer and sweat and twist in the wind until he loses by 30 points. That's your Donald Trump vision. Only during the general election will that happen. Yeah, and they're not doing it yet. They're not doing it yet. And to the people who want Donald, I mean, really, they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, now they don't. You know know what we have studied, though? And uh, that's uh, food preparation. And oh my gosh. We, we've, we've looked at food preparation from both sides now, from in and out and still somehow. <laughs> Wait, that's a, uh, that's a song. Never mind. But My Patriot Supply is who we have studied out on the issue and found them to be the absolute best. I mean, they're offering a stupid good deal right now on their delicious food, a two-week emergency food supply for 50 bucks. I would say this is interesting because you, Pat, are sort of like Ted Cruz on food preparation. You're mm. well-versed in the area. You mm. know the ins and outs, the problems of each individual time. thing. I'm sort of like Donald Trump on this. Yeah. I know basically that I should have some food, but mm-hmm. I want it to be super easy and put no effort into it. Yeah. So that's the thing about my Patriot Supply. It's good for both sides of this. Yes. If you are the, the person who knows everything about food preparation, you can go and get the food with the highest quality ingredients, food that lasts up for up to 25 years without spoiling, food that actually tastes good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you're me, you can call up and get two weeks of food for 50 bucks and then put it in your closet and never think of it until you're in the middle of a catastrophe. Uh, you could do either one of those two things with My Patriot Supply, and that's why they're the best. Yeah, and the number to call is 888-893-9140. Really easy. 888-893-9140, or you can go to preparewiththeblaze.com, 888-893-9140, or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and, kind of, you know, should get the best treatment and he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond and they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. 
We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, of course, I mean, I don't want to insult anybody's attention, uh, anybody's intelligence. We all know there's too many guns. And, uh, and so it's nice to have a candidate who's out there speaking about it. And no one will mention guns. No one will mention it. Um, You've got to be so brave right oh now to gosh. talk about gun control. Thank You've you. You've got to be so, 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 so brave. And Hillary Clinton has that kind of fortitude, that kind of intestinal fortitude. Uh, listen to her comments from yesterday's Philadelphia Gun Forum. We have just too many guns too, just on too the many. streets, Thank in you. our homes, yeah! in our neighborhoods. Yeah! And yeah! Yeah, too many guns! You know, there's been a lot of talk in this campaign, in the there, primary campaign, there about Except they're not. Uh, the there's power been... of certain interests in our country. And we do have a bunch of powerful interests. Make oh, no mistake. The NRA. Yeah, don't go to the gender-fluid no interest. powerful lobby. Yes, there is. Than the gun lobby. No, that is not true. There's None. many. I know how hard this yeah, is. What a stupid statement I'm not sitting was. here spinning a tale of the kind of conversion experience that we would hope would come from the gun lobby. Moron. It will only happen if we organize and if we make it a voting issue. And change the Constitution. And if we make clear, look, there is a Dip Second wide. Amendment. There are constitutional rights. Yes. Whoa. We're not interested in taking away no. guns of lawful, no. responsible gun owners. But we have got to do more. And it cuts across every community. We have got to do more. Got to do more. To no. save more. more. What? Just no, say, you don't. She no, you just don't, wants Pumpkin. to do more, Pat. She wants to do more. There she is no lobby more, more powerful right than the NRA, except for the homosexual lobby. The gay agenda lobby is the most powerful lobby on earth right now. Uh, and that includes the transgender thing, all of that stuff. It's all wrapped up in the same. There is no one more powerful than homosexuals. No one. No one. <laughs> I, I think I, think I, I, what I don't you're... think you can even make that case. I don't think you can even. I don't think that. I mean, that you're... science is settled. There's no debate on it. <laughs> There's no debate on it. Because like, the NRA, come on. Right. The, I think what you're there's two different things that they're, you're talking about, which is, and I think what you're talking about is, if you say something that disagrees with group with group X, whatever it is, they cut what you happens? Dead. To yeah, you? You're done. Right. You're done. And like you're right. If you say something you're that done. is out of the line with a gay issue, you're done. Um, they're going to come after your livelihood. Yes. I mean, if you're Mo, the, the guy with Mozilla is a good example of that. Yes. I mean, he was so, running a br so web browser. He donated to to a uh, a legal effort that six actually years was previous. Yes, yeah, six years previous that was actually successful. Meaning the majority yeah. of the people in the state also agreed with him. Right. And he was fired from his job for, for it. Um, that type of thing. Now that's potentially different than maybe the most powerful lobby, which could be like I don't think so. Like I, I would think that like an insurance lobby, for example, or a banking lobby, or something like that, where you could go. They just changed the marriage laws in this country. They just got the 
U.S. Supreme Court to force gay marriage on every state in the union. That's pretty damn powerful. It's true, I, although, I don't again, think there's any more power. I think they're number one, and the Islamic lobby is number two. Uh, I, the cares of the world, the, they will shut you down faster than, than the NRA will. So it's the NRA is not well. That's the point uh, on the standard that we're talking about. Who's going to shut you down? Yeah, because there's a difference between like who's going to shut also you down affect legislation. and who's going to uh, you know right? Like I, you know, I don't know. Is is there a lot of Islamic le- legislation? I mean, I, I mean, no. There's a lot right, of there's you know, a lot of Islamic lot. sentiment where you can't sure. say certain things. You can't right. do. You have to have right. a billion lines of disclaimer with everything you say about terrorism, all of that kind of crap. Yeah, I, I, and it's all because of care. Yeah, um, where but I think the where you're um, when you're talking about taking your speech away or or, 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 or I mean, the Kurt Schilling thing, which we didn't even, I don't even think we mentioned that uh, on radio today, did we? I don't know. Because no, we talked so. about the bathroom thing for half the show, but I don't think yeah. we actually mentioned the Kurt no. Schilling thing. I mean, the guy, again, gets fired because he put something up there about the gay bathroom law. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, like. Online. Didn't even online. say it in, in He just reposted it in his meeting, job. Right? He didn't say it on ESPN. Yeah. And it's like, that, at, the, at that point, we are at the level. Like, you just, you know, you know, you can't say anything, you know, and I don't know why that even helps. Like, it's an interesting thing. Glenn's talked about this before with political correctness. And all it does, like, the person who hates gay people uh, probably will stop saying it publicly, but will still act the same. He'll still talk privately about Mm -hmm. however he wants. And then when he gets in his public life, when he has someone comes in who is a gay person who wants to get the job there, he will make sure that they don't get the job there and just Mm -hmm. not assign it to him being gay. The old way to do it was he was a jerk about it and said, you're gay, I don't want you here. And then uh, everyone knew what what a douchey place that is to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and people knew not to go work there and people didn't like that business. And eventually maybe that business went out of business because it was it was that's a poor way to run a business. Um, now it's like, well, you have these people who are hiding their feelings because they don't you know, they don't think they can say anything anymore. And I don't know. To me, more speech is better than free speech or more speech is better than less speech. I'd rather have people saying their opinions, even when they're unpopular. Yeah, but you can't. But you can't. And, and I don't know why can't. anyone would want that philosophy, unless your goal is to take and scare people into doing get, getting in line. It, it and is, I think that is the progressive goal. to silence people so that your agenda can be uh, pushed forward. Your agenda can be paramount in this country. And right now, it is. It is. I mean, the, the NRA, first of all, they can't take away people's First Amendment rights uh, these other groups are doing just that. It, it's just, it's phenomenal what's happening. But then, if you're to look at the actual content of her statement, and the first thing she said in this in this interview is, we have just too many guns. So what does that mean with a Hillary presidency? Are you going to take guns away from Americans? If there's too many guns then the logical thing, right, is to take guns away mm-hmm. so that you don't have too many anymore. Not legal gun owners. Right? Uh, so, yeah. I mean... I, all you're doing is affecting legal gun owners. <laughs> right. You know, all, every, almost everybody who has a gun is a legal gun owner. There's 150 million legal gun owners. So there's too many guns. You're going to take them away from legal gun owners? Good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. That is not going to work out well. Uh, 888-727-BECK. More patents, too. Coming up in a minute.
727 back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, is there a more cowardly organization than ESPN, the Entertainment and Sports Network? I don't know. Uh, they fire everybody who does anything that approaches, uh, you know, tweaking a nerve. And yesterday it was Kurt Schilling. He's a great guy. Kurt Schilling is a, I mean, if he's, is he in the Hall of Fame yet? Has it been five years since he retired? It's got to be, right? He's got to he be is. a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So uh, you, you got a Hall of Fame uh, Major League Baseball player who's now doing commentary. And uh, he's, his problem is he's in an industry oh, right. where if you're conservative, they, they don't want you there. So I, I think ESPN's probably been looking for an excuse for a long time. And, oh, yeah. and yesterday they used uh, something he retweeted. No, he didn't start the tweet, right? He just retweeted something about this bathroom issue? Yeah, he retweeted a meme. Do we have it? Yeah, here it is. Let him in. Uh, you're to the restroom with your daughter or else you're a narrow-minded, <laughs> judgmental, unloving, racist bigot who needs to die. Um, yeah, okay. So he retweeted that from Autumn Williams. I think it's, it looks like it's Facebook. Apparently. Yeah, right? Face, so Facebook. he shared it. He shared it, yeah. Oh, okay. He shared an Autumn Williams thing, second post. So, I mean, that's an interesting post. Um, All right, I mean, they're just mocking, like, you know, if you don't agree with letting this guy in the bathroom, you're a horrible person. Did he add something to that, though? I heard he... He, he did. I think he did put something in there. Um, uh, do we have the rest of the... Uh, I've only seen the... Uh, he did. He had a couple of comments, and again, it was something like, you know... Oh, yeah, here it is. A man is a man no matter what they call themselves. I don't care what they are, who they sleep with. Men's room was designed for the penis. Women's <laughs> not so much. Do you really need laws telling us differently? Pathetic. And he's um, right. I mean, frankly, he, you're a science denier if you don't believe that. You are a nature and a science denier. And I thought that was a bad thing to the left. I thought denying science was a problem. I mean, we're supposed to believe every single projection they have on the freaking climate for a hundred years down the road. And if you don't, you're some sort of climate-denying, Holocaust-denying uh, lunatic who needs to be locked up. And in fact, some of them actually advocate that. But if you say a, a person with a, uh, a penis is a man, even if he wants to be a woman, but he's, he's not, then you're, uh, you're atrocious. You're a horrible person. I, I'm sorry... That happens to be an actual fact of science and nature. Uh, so, yeah. again, who are the who are the deniers here? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, I, I, if you want to take the devil's advocate point with with Schilling, which I only am doing for basically the point of a show, like I mean, but it's like you could make the argument that ESPN has been pretty clear with him in the past. That we hire you because you're a great pitcher and you can analyze baseball. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to be politically controversial. Right. So even in your private life? Even in your private life. Stay away from yeah. it. If you start making I mean, public comments. Because it reflects I mean, on it. Wasn't it reflects on crazy. It. It's not a private. I mean, he's posting it publicly. It's not yeah. private life. But it's his private life. Yeah, he's not posting it, it on reflect, the ESPN website. He's posting on his. It does reflect on the business, though. If yeah. he said it on the air, that's a different deal. 
if I say it on the air or I post it on the ESPN website. I disagree with that in today's world. I mean, what you're saying makes sense. I think your standard is correct, Pat. Yes. I think what you're saying is right. But I think he should know at this point that that's not the standard. Because that's not how ESPN is. Right. And ESPN is a private company and they can put whatever standard they want on this. So, I mean, I think at some level he probably should know not to do that um, if he wants to keep his gig. Kurt Schilling should come to work for us. Yeah, yeah, we're that's working. that's what he should do. I I don't know what kind of sports he would follow. There wouldn't be a lot. But uh, I mean, this is Megan the only show that Kelly, ever. <laughs> Kurt Schilling, Megan yes. Kelly. Well, Kurt both. Schilling. Let's just hire them both. Hire, both. hire them uh, just so you know, Jeffy. We're going to have to fire you. Uh, just not even if we hire them, but just be, if we consider it. Mm. We're also going to have to let you go. In order yeah, to afford them both, suck. we're also going to have to uh, fire everybody else who works <laughs> the network, and we're going to have to get rid of this building. <laughs> so, but other really? than that, we should be completely affordable after we do all that. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven. And just as a reminder of Kurt Schilling, remember I was reminded as soon as I looked up the story, he didn't make. He's the first two ballots he's missed. Right, he's been up for the hall two times now and missed. Remember, he was oh, saying you're that kidding. he was saying that because he felt the second time was because of his conservative views. I think uh, he's oh, got something right. going on there. He's probably going to have a much tougher time getting in. You have his stats there in front of you? I mean, I he's got he's an Hall of Fame stats. He didn't Come have it, his Doesn't career he? isn't as long as some other people. Um, you know, his his period of dominance wasn't quite as long as some other Hall of Famers. Uh, but I mean, he's got an unbelievably good career. I mean, he had. Six or seven years there, where he was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that year where they beat the Yankees in the World Series with Randy Johnson on that staff. Oh God, I loved that so much. It's one of yeah. my favorite sports memories. It was sweet. I mean, everyone in the world was rooting for the Yankees because you know it was right after nine eleven and stuff. I say I hate them so much, I still rooted against them. All right, <laughs> and Gonzalez got that little blue pit that won the series off of Mariano Rivera. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, you're talking about twenty years. I mean, yeah, but his period, he wasn't. He was dominant for what ten of them. He's two sixteen and one forty six. He had a sixty percent winning percentage. Pretty good, dang good for a mm-hmm. for a pitcher. He had a lifetime three point four six ERA. That's great. I mean, that's great. A, yep. uh, you know, I mean, he won World Series. How do you keep this guy out of the hall? You don't have that. You know that definite number, which is usually three hundred. Yep. If you've got three hundred wins and you're a pitcher, you're in. Right. Right, unless you're Roger Clemens and they suspect that you've been doing roids your whole life. No, it really wasn't me. It was my wife, Debbie. <laughs> okay. So right. for his first... Throw your wife under the bus. From 88 to 91, he didn't really pitch full-time. So he started in 1992. He's 14 and 11, 235 ERA. Really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, not tons of wins, but still, that doesn't usually matter. 235. Yeah, but that's a great year. That's for, a great uh, year. For the Phillies. But then he was at 402, 448. Then 357, which is a good year. Yeah. 319. Then 297. These are all ERAs, obviously. Really 325, good. 354, yeah. 391, 369. Through that period, he's a good pitcher. He's not a Hall of Famer yet. 298 right? in Arizona. Uh, that, but that's when it really starts getting crazy. I mean, it, yeah. you know, he's then he's uh, 298, 323, 295. By the way, 22 and six. That 2.98 yeah. ERA year. 22 Jeez. and six and 23 and seven. He had another 21 and six year. He had some other mid-teens years. He, I mean, he's border. He, he's borderline more than I thought. I mean, looking at this, he, I mean, he's a great pitcher. And 
he's one of those guys, too, that's helped by an unbelievable run in the playoffs, you know, multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, for a couple of years there, he was really one of the most dominant pitchers in the league. But these aren't stats that necessarily make me say, again, this, remember, this is the through the steroid era, too. So these numbers are a little higher than they are today. But still, it's a great career. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little more borderline than I would have thought looking at it. But I, still, I, he's probably worthy of being in. But, I mean, that's the problem. If he had 420 wins, they'd probably put him in. Uh, you know, at 246, even though wins aren't as important as they once were, it's still a big number and mm. a number people look at. Uh, and if he's borderline, are there enough votes in there where we say, you know what, I just don't like him. Yeah. Uh, he's, not, he's not tolerant enough for and that my happens. Mm-hmm. That happens. We just don't like him. And that, according, And I was just reading an article, like Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, they start coming out. Uh, they'll go first. Oh, they're yeah. locks. Uh, yeah, there are and Pedro's so, in for sure, right? And Randy Johnson's in too, isn't he? Oh, I would think so. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, he's got thirteen or four, thirteen or twelve more years, twelve more times. Yeah. that they can I, attempt I, it. So. He strikes me as a guy because of the lore around him, the bloody sock game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he was is more to him than just his stats. Um, mm-hmm. So, it strikes me as a guy who will eventually get in. But I, I guarantee, the more active he becomes in conservative circles, like he comes works for the Blaze and says conservative things on the air every day, it's not going to help him. Kiss that hall. Yeah. I, mean, I, hate to, I hate to say it. I love him to come here. That uh, was a really bad thing to say when we're trying to. Well, I'm trying to woo him here right now. Yeah. Wow, that was a bad thing. Wait until you're in the hall before you sign that contract, <laughs> Kurt. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Back. More patents too coming up. I'm Dude, just saying. Can you wow. The belt. I'm just trying you to help. I can't. Really hurting my case. The thing is, I, hair, I care Jeez. about him getting in, and uh, I mean, and I don't care about you, Jeff. So, so uh, by the way, you're, you're, since we disconsidered it, you have to. We're, we're gonna have to let you know. Like now? Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, Pat and Stu, welcome. Uh, apparently, at a pro-abortion rally held by uh, UNG's Skeptics Society, uh, where is University of uh, North Georgia, University of uh, Natty Glenn? What what is UNG? Anybody have any idea? Uh, Skeptics Society students promoted abortion by baking cookies in the shape of uh, babies. And sperm, then they proceeded to bite the heads off and cruelly give them to uh, nearby protesters. Protest of the rally was put on by UNG Students for Life, who peacefully and respectfully decked out the campus with a uh, free speech zone with pro-life material, simultaneously passing out flyers that simply asked, abortion should remain legal because. So why should abortion remain legal? Uh, Though the students expected some hostility, nothing could prepare them for what the pro-abortion people proceeded to do next. President of UNG Students for Life, Carly McCurry, said the following took place in a statement. She said students from the Skeptics Society baked baby and sperm cookies so students could kill the babies as they ate them. (laughs) That's really good. The booth's only activity was to hand out blank pieces of paper asking why people thought abortion should be legal. One person laughingly wrote, it's constitutionally protected, and broke off the baby cookie head in a seemingly amusing gesture. It's not constitutionally protected. 
Um, by the way. Yeah, but privacy. No, it's not. But privacy. privacy. You no. have the right to privacy, though. You know what? You really... No. There's no privacy. There's a right to privacy. There's is no, there not? No, there is not. There's... And privacy, when what that means is anything you want to kill in your private life is privacy. Mm, what a ridiculous... That's art. stupid. I mean, of all the things to try to get abortion through on... To have a ruling that says that there's a right to privacy, which somehow means that you're able to kill another person, is so absurd. I know. It really is. It would be a lot funnier without the eight digits of people dead. But, you know, it's, it's, it's so patently absurd. Like, if there was some other weird clause, like, you know, almost like it was some weird clause that had to do with slavery or something that was left in the Constitution in which you own another person under some circumstance, you'd almost mm -hmm. see, like, okay, there was some loophole. Privacy? Mm -hmm. Because there's a quote-unquote right to privacy, you can abort children? What the hell does that have to do? What does one have to do with the other? I, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I, I can't make sense out of it because the right to Let's, life, liberty, and the pursuit of having is guaranteed. It's, yeah. And it's, it's stated clearly. It's stated clearly uh, in both documents. And so I don't, I don't know. And, and to protect our posterity is even in the preamble to the Constitution. And our posterity is what's growing inside your womb there. So I don't know how any of this is supposedly constitutional. Because uh, to me, it's not. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, but we got to get to this uh, Zach's Wild Kingdom thing here. Because uh, oh, nice. I'm guessing the Zach uh, being spoken of is uh, somebody you're familiar with. Uh, yes, do we have time for it? Yes, we do. We do. Let's yes, play. we do. Watch. All right, this is a video for Wonderful World of Stew of my son Zach, and he has a lot of interesting views about nature. Yeah. Uh, and important things in nature. He describes one of them here in this segment of Zach's Wild Kingdom. Okay. Zach's Wild Kingdom. So there's four different kinds of dolphins. <laughs> so there's a lot of cheetah dolphins. Even they have even all of them have <laughs> eggs. There's a cheetah mm -hmm. dolphin, lion dolphin, lion dolphin. Or or tiger dolphins. Oh, tiger. There's only the animals that walk in the forest. So Wait, dolphins in the forest? All of them are oh. slow. The rest of them are kind of fast. And one is super duper fast. It's oh. a cheetah dolphin. Because <laughs> it has a big tail. So uh. it runs super fast. There's only one dolphin that's faster than cheetah dolphins, yeah. okay. even it's a big dinosaur cheetah of war. A war that's huh. only as really big and itchy. Big and and That's itchy. what of war means. Of uh, war means big, big and, and itchy. itchy. Big and wow. itchy. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So, there's so the cheetah dolphin, and then there's the big, big dinosaur cheetah dolphin, dolphin of, of war, war. Mm -hmm. that's big and, and also itchy. itchy. Yeah, that's uh, it's okay. <laughs> By the way, wow. he loved watching that on television. I bet he did. <laughs> he loved it. I bet he did.
Hello. Hey. It's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. Apparently, you know, Ecuador had a really bad earthquake, 7.8 on the Richter step. Was it just last weekend, right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, So they had a ton of damage and uh, killed more than 500 people, injured 5,000. Really, it was really bad. So how are they going to deal with that? Well, they're going to tax the rich, of course. Hmm? They're going to tax the rich. I don't understand. It's only fair. It's only fair. Uh, the wealthy are going to have to pay for the cleanup. What, what would that have to? What was the was the richest fault? The earthquake started, in part, yeah. Okay. Well, how in did part. they? How did that? What part? They had so much money that it uh, pressed down on the earth until it began to rumble and the tectonic shift occurred. Sort of like when Guam almost capsized. Yeah, kind of like that. Hmm. Um, so wow. anybody with, uh, according to President Rafael Correa, uh, he's announced a one-off tax on the rich to pay for relief and reconstruction efforts. Anybody with assets over a million dollars will be required to contribute almost 1% of their wealth. Not their income. 1% of their wealth. So I don't even know how Mm. you would liquidate all that. Let's say you have a $2 million home, but you only make, you know, $100,000 a year. Are you worth two point? $1 $1 million, and then you're going to have to pay 1% of that? Do you have to sell your home to pay your tax here? I, I don't wow. know. That's and, and crazy. Also, I would say it does not. it's not limited to the rich. Um, no, the lower Lower earners. earners must hand over a day's salary for every $1,000 of their monthly income up to $5,000. So, wow, that's weird. That, I've never heard of that. I, I have mean, never heard of that. Why don't they just print money like we do? Right. Mm-hmm. Or why don't they just let us pay for it like everybody else does? Or just go into extreme you know? debt. Yeah. That's another way to do it. That's another way to Borrow go. Borrow it from China. Just just let's stick them with a the bill. Or you, you know? just leave it. You know? Okay, so we got some rubble. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, <laughs> whatever. That's one way of doing it. We wow, do have some amazing. breaking news, though. What? We do? Uh, it's being reported right now that uh, Prince was found dead. What? I know. What? He was found dead in, at the Paisley Park recording studio in Minnesota. And quite it's a being reported. jovial reaction to this. Well, no, because I, I'm, reading, you know, I'm reading it's not man. sad, actually. It's very a, sad. Yeah, that's really sad. Uh, I, I mean, I love Prince. And uh, you know, I met him a couple times. You, I love Prince. Are you getting this from a news source or like Jeffy's half Twitter.net? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a uh, news story. TMZ, I guess. Is yeah, they're all. Right? It's all. It's all about. I, as I read the story, the bottom says that they, uh, you know, he was hospitalized wow. on Friday, but it said that when they reported the at the uh, the authorities confirmed there was a dead body inside, but um, I don't know that anyone has actually said that it was him. Uh, Fifty-seven years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is uh, seemingly breaking as we're doing the program today. That's um, very sad. Well, there's also some stories that say there's like a hoax. That's it, what I mean. Prince That's what dead I mean. 2016 musician killed by celebrity death hoax. So, so it could be again. Is that true? Or I guess billboards. Re- yeah, billboard is reporting it. Yeah, a lot of actual sources. That uh, Prince dies at 57. Yeah. Holy cow. It's so weird. All the bi- really big, I mean, I, this is a very generalized statement, but all the, I, I would say, big A-plus size uh, stars from that era, I mean, are dying the three, on. I would say, would be Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, and Prince. 
Oh yeah, right. I mean, right off the, those three gone are really big. There's probably more. Than Lost that. them. But, I mean, and I guess it's, it's it's unfair to say that those are the only ones. But those were three of the biggest personalities from you know the 80s mm-hmm. and into the early 90s for sure. Uh, and they're not dying super young. But again, this is not a normal. Oh well, he's dying of old age at 57. There's something obviously going on here, right. whether it's heart problems or whatever. Geez, that's uh, well, that's really unfortunate. I've, I've yeah, never, I, really I definitely was not a big fan, but uh, oh, I was. Uh, no, I know I, somewhere. I like, he was he, the level of reverence, and we've talked about this on the show before. I had never, I've never understood the level of reverence for his for music. I, like, yeah. I mean, as a person, I, you know, you feel the human tragedy of somebody dying, obviously. But I mean, when it comes to his music, I was, this was never my thing. Um, but I was always surprised at how much, how many people said that he inspired them and such. Uh, he really was a really influential guy when it comes to uh, when it comes to music. And he, and what was the name thing? What did he finish with Prince then? Because he was the symbol for a while. <laughs> he was the symbol and... for a while. Yes, he was way ahead of his time with the symbol. Way how, ahead. Uh, of his can you explain time. that? Or <laughs> how would you explain? How would you? How would you? I mean, everything that? is a symbol still. Like your little Pat and Stu logo on your clipboard—that's a symbol. Those are words. It's a symbol. P A T. It's a symbol. S T U. And it's also <laughs> better. Not those symbols. are symbols together. The uh, no, those are letters that together <laughs> form words of names. So, uh, wow, yeah, it apparently yeah. is accurate this time. Uh, whether there's been rumors before, and he didn't actually, he'd been battling the flu. Yeah, that's what his manager said. Uh, usually, the flu doesn't kill you. So that's uh, really weird. Anyway, very sad news. Yeah, really sad. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Looks like uh, the, mm. we're talking about the Ecuador uh, earthquake, um, and we're also got the threat of Zika going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we were going through the warnings, the travel warnings from the UK today. They did a travel warning. If you're gay, don't go to North Carolina or Mississippi. It's very scary there. Um, and then the UAE. Um, the travel warning is everything's pretty much fine, uh, and make sure you respect all the Muslim traditions. Uh, it's very important. All Muslim traditions must be respected at all times. Uh, but uh, they have a, part of the travel warning to the U.S. was Zika-related. I mean, we're at the point now where they're actually, eh, I don't know, maybe don't, you don't go there. Um, Two billion people across the world are now threatened, um, and this map shows you kind of where you're threatened, uh, you know, which uh, is mostly to our south, but uh, can certainly rip up a big chunk of the southern hemisphere for sure. Um, A large portion of tropical and subtropical regions have highly suitable environment conditions and are at risk, are on the at-risk list. Kind of a, it is frightening. It's seemingly spreading so fast and they don't really have a good handle on this yet. Mm -hmm. And you never know. Because this is how everyone, like, they would show footage of us in the movie starring Gwyneth Paltrow. And we'd be like, look, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It's only in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> now, what were you saying, Pat, about Prince? <laughs> and then they'd So it's like there's always that moment. You don't know when one of these things is going to turn into that really horrific uh, mm-hmm. situation. And, you know, until they have an actual cure and they're comfortable, um, you know, it is, it is kind of scary. Uh, but uh, so far, you know, I mean, we did the, the series this, year, this week on um, DDT and, and Earth Day. Uh, on, ra- on the radio show, go back and listen to it's the first one we aired it on Monday. You can go to was it goingback.com slash serials, Jeffy? I think it is, uh, and not serials like C E R E A L S, but S E R I A L S. Um, and if you go there, uh, you can see uh, or, or watch the uh, actually listen to 
the first uh, series of that. And it's all about DDT and what they, how all the great uses it had, how it helped us win wars, how it was um, a wonderful thing in our society. Everyone praised it. it was, we're talking like Nobel Prizes. And then all of a sudden the environmentalist movement turned on it. Um, and, it, you know, they think that... And why? Caught... Did they have a whole bunch of evidence? Nope. No, you know what? It just seemed like... Yep. Well, it seems like if this is killing mosquitoes... It can't be good for humans. Right. That was pretty much there. That's it. I mean, she's, I mean that was it. They have, in the serial, there's a quote from uh, Rachel Carson. Is it Rachel Carson? Yeah, but silence. Uh, yes. And she says basically like, look, I mean, let's just think about it. I mean. I mean, you, you just can't You just can't do that. that. You can't I mean, spray poison everywhere and, and everybody's going to be okay. Well, it wasn't uh, poison. There are things that, you know, that affect uh, humans and bugs differently. What? Am I really speaking to people that don't know this? I know. <laughs> I don't know. It is, it is Are you saying that our, maybe our circulatory system works a little bit differently than a mosquito's? Is that what you're saying? Or maybe our, hmm. our synaptics are a little bit different? Or maybe so. uh, our organs are a little bit different? Yeah, maybe. Are you saying that maybe. different than a mosquito? Yeah. <laughs> are you hearing this guy? Science Over That's here. me. Say we're denier. different than mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that kills me. A really funny uh, secondary part of this is that they think it may have uh, the decision to ban DDT may have killed 20 million people. Oh, easy, right? I mean, think of yeah. two million a year in Africa dying from malaria. And we're, oh, they don't have. I to. mean, I mean, uh, you, you know, know, you could. Ser- I mean, you may not be able to cut that to zero, but you could cut it down significantly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They think tens of millions of people were were killed by it's that really decision. Sad. It's really sad. I mean, from and you know what, you know what powered a lot of the, and I think we've talked about this before. A lot of the DD, DDT craze was the stupid freaking song from Joni Mitchell, "Big Yellow Taxi." Mm-hmm. Hey, farmer, farmer, put away your DDT. I don't care about spots on the apples. Save the birds and the bees. Yeah. Well, it wasn't killing birds or bees. It was killing mosquitoes. And it was about more than spots on apples. It was about humans being able to live and survive and not get malaria. I mean, uh, put away your your crappy 60s bell bottoms whoa, and whoa, shut your whoa, mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was just a Johnny. song. And they just, you know, they paved paradise and put up oh, a parking lot. So I know they okay. many so annoying bad. people remade so it, bad. including the Counting Crows. Which is, <laughs> that was a decent version. It was terrible. The song is the song is the worst song The song ever is terrible. Ah! And you but, can't make it good. Sorry. Yeah. I just went to her website and the first picture of her is of now. <laughs> so wow what do you mean wow i mean I, you do realize that the people watching this network are seeing you as you say that right and all of us and they're all having the same and, reaction uh, every time we cut to the shot they also realize that 40 years or 50 years have passed 50 now yeah since joni mitchell recorded that song so has she changed in 50 years yes she has yeah probably yes she has yeah she probably has yes she Bless her heart. Triple eight seven two seven. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, big fat people, uh, California Mass Transit is c- cracking down on seat hogs. People who have man spread, you know, they sit there and they take up more space than they should. Jeffy, would you like to comment on that? Even mm-hmm. you know, considering the fact that I saw you do it on the train about a thousand times. Uh, well, first of all, I just thought big when I sat on the train. So that you don't want people sitting next to you. You thought you just sit down and you think big. You don't need to necessarily just spread out, but you just have to think big. Okay. Take the full chair. 
pull chair. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. spread out. You just, yeah. you know, some people you sit down and you, right. They're just meek you cross your and arms. timid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, you a lot of train big. trips were for me were spent like this because you right. you get to yeah, the point where you're jammed. Too jammed. Yeah. So you just cross. This is the only way you can like. Yeah. Or yeah. you push up against that. the wall, so you're kind of yeah. like against the wall. But if instead you decide to take three inches away from the wall and. Spread out a little bit. You got to think big a little bit. Well, because that, that will stop. I mean, there were plenty of mornings when, uh, and you always set your bag next to you. Oh yeah, and that's always part of man spread. The bag. Yeah, you so it's it not whirl. just about being big. It's also about spreading right. your stuff out. Big. You give it a whirl. You because, give yeah, it a whirl. sure you do. And, now, and for the most part, you know, if the train is, if it's early, people are looking for seats and they'll just slide by. It. I'll also say, if your train's on time, you can get to work by nine, and start your slaving job. Uh, you know, to get your pay. Well, I, I, but I always thought you know. that I would blame it on the train when I'm late, but the bus was already there. It was just another magic Monday. <laughs> so I don't think there's a lot of train songs, apparently. Yeah, train-related <laughs> train songs. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, but the man spreading thing is like, first of all. They they make this into like a feminist issue. Yes. It's got nothing to do with it women. Sure does it's got not. to do with men trying to keep other anyone else away. Um, and women, by the way. Yeah, well, it's not, they're any, they're right. not alone. In, I mean, men are not alone in this. No, no, no put their stuff on the seat next. Yes, to of course. Their purse is. They always do that, and of course yep. you skip it until it's last resort. Correct. Um, and but when you sit in there, like you don't spread out to make them uncomfortable. Once they decide to sit there, you make the room. You, uh, do you have, you you have to because it's public transportation. Like That's yeah. the deal. Yeah. Right. That's the but deal you, you try to discourage. That's why I hate public transportation. I want to spread out and I want to enjoy my surroundings. And so I take my car. I mean, it says that on your. You know, it says that uh, you have a bumper sticker that says that. I think. I hate public transportation. <laughs> That's why I spread out and take my car. car. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> it might be there. I can't remember if I put it. Out or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I, is that a really a big issue? I don't know if it is. I don't know. Triple eight seven two seven back. More I mean, we took the too. train for a long time. Coming up. Yeah, and you spread out just by sitting. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and also, Mazzello's usually on two wheels. You know, kind of, yeah. Kind of tip the train tip over from time to almost, time uh, on its track. Capsize. Remember that? No. I can't. <laughs> How many times have I said what? How many times have you said that uh, trying to keep everything consistent is the hobgoblin of small ideas? I mean, so many that I had it printed up into a bumper sticker and I put it on my car. I mean, and I, I, the guy was out taking pictures of my car yesterday when I got into it, mm-hmm. and uh, he saw that I had rearranged. Um, oh, really? Yeah, the, the uh, rearranged some of the stickers so that you could see everything. Um, um, do we have the car picture first? Let's yeah, start let's there. Look at the, uh, let's look at the um, car picture for a second. And uh, here it, and is. There it is. This is uh, this is on Twitter uh, at Pat's Car Bumper, and you see you've got all of them, mm-hmm. all your favorites, yeah, including trying to make everything consistent is the hobgoblin of small ideas. And of course, uh, we don't have a diversity problem; we have an inclusion problem. <laughs> uh, if there's one thing I hate, it's transphobic hate speech. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that was a fairly recent one. 
by the abolition of whiteness or you're an abomination to kindness. <laughs> I forgot. I what I completely <laughs> about that. that. I thought one of the ones I actually completely forgot about that I really liked it, as, I, as you spread these out was... This is not embassy. This is place for spies. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't remember what I that mean, was. I, I don't either. Exactly. But it was profound at the time to me enough that I put it on the car. Uh, <laughs> capsize the Southern Marianas. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was a big one. Uh, it was a big one. And uh, I think I said something about the Northern Marianas being the key to the Republican nomination. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And there it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, uh, consent is the key that unlocks rape culture, uh, which is always one of my favorites. Uh, free foreigner, of course, is a big one for me and always has been. And then there was the time that we were so enamored of uh, Lincoln Chafee because he was for the metric system <laughs> that we uh, put up the Chafee 2016 sticker. The I Love Toaster Strudel movement uh, you were in for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also like... Uh, what about I, the radiated wild boars? So he'll take over the area surrounding Fukushima. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. um, I Must Have Diversity in Theater was a big... You, that was a huge <laughs> movement of yours. Uh, so there you go. Now, actually, what, what we found was fascinating is, is uh, we've shown man. these many times, and Pat has a lot of bumper stickers on his car. It's not a big surprise to you guys. We saw, mm-hmm. uh, someone actually, though, I guess works at a, a vinyl, a plant where they print things on vinyl and uh, sent this in yesterday. This is We fun. were amazed to actually see these actual Actual bumper stickers. <laughs> Trying to make everything consistent is the hobgoblin of small ideas. <laughs> I'm just resisting. What am I resisting? I don't know. The collectivization of manufacture, the institutionalization of the human psyche? I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing. This is a symbol of reversibility. They can never eradicate the gun from the earth. <laughs> it's a big uh, it's bumper a sticker. big bumper sticker. Um, what about the radiated wild boars taking over uh, the area around Fukushima? <laughs> Biophilia hypothesis is what I live by. That's the most recent one. Uh-huh. And then, of course, Jeffy is fat, which is... Now, have we ever said that? That one, I, that one didn't seem familiar to me. Uh, I think a long time ago somebody might have said, you know, before he lost 100 pounds. sarcastically. Uh, sarcastically, cause, like, because normally we say anything about Jeffy's appearance is that he's athletically overweight. Thank right. you. Um, so to, to just say Jeffy is fat and then to put that up there, yeah. he's fat. Uh, that's just, I mean, something that <laughs> we, we're not. We wouldn't do it. I we can tell you that. Do it. But we it's your not. car. What? And it's your car, and it's a bumper sticker of a replica from your well, car. Well, a lot of people go buy your car. They can stick whatever they want to it. That's right. Um, that's that, right. That particular someone sticker. Just, you're, you're claiming that someone just walked by and slapped <laughs> on that down one, a Jeffy's fat bumper it, it's, sticker? <laughs> it's possible that they just wanted me to have that. It's you know. It's possible. People give me things. We go places, and this I know this happens to you too. They walk up and they give you stuff yeah. all the time: books, CDs, mm-hmm. stickers, uh, business cards, Jeffy is fat stickers. I mean, I get stuff all the time from people. So yeah, I, which is you know? I mean, again, it's not, it's it's not our way. It's not our way. It's you not know, our way to we talk would never talk about Jeffy. You're right in that fashion. We don't, we don't you know, like that it. should be a bumper sticker of mine, too. It's not our way <laughs> to talk about Jeffy in that fashion. <laughs> it's just not our no, way. It's not the way we roll. No. It is not. No. Uh, so there you okay. go. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. All right. Uh, apparently inspired by the extraterrestrial, a design team from Italy has created a concept watercraft called UFO, unidentified floating object, and there it is. Good morning, everybody. 
that has two half spherical shells as passenger compartments, divided by a floating disc that doubles as a sun deck. That's kind of cool looking, and then again, kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's a concept thing. It's not even actually produced, right? Because these are these are just obviously drawings of it. It's one of those things that you, they used to do in like the fifties, and nothing none of it ever came to fruition. Uh, no, not entirely true, Pat. Uh, really? Uh, I did go see a UFO house. Um, I did it on Wonderful World of Stew a while ago. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I remember little, that. The little uh, Dingleberry house. Uh... Yeah, it looks like this kind, except on land, and it's orange. <laughs> and it looks like it's a little alien. And there's like, I think they made a couple hundred of them, maybe a couple yeah. thousand of them total. There's only a few remaining, maybe 50 of them in the world that remain. Um, but one of them is about an hour, hour and a half from here. And we went out there and, like, t- toured it. I think it. we showed it. Yeah. On I think we did show it on Pat's, too. too. It's available online. Mm-hmm. If you want. I don't know what the heck you'd search for. I can't remember the... Can't Dingleberry remember the, House. The Let's search for Dingleberry House <laughs> on, uh, on Google. <laughs> it was a... They're teeny tiny, and now it's just filled with graffiti and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it was not... It's, I mean... It's between here and San Antonio? I don't, I don't remember. Um, no, where is it? Where You know where no, it is? It's, yeah, Church it's a, McKinney, yeah. Texas. Okay. Do you remember the name of the house? Mm. No, it's like the the orange dingleberry house is what Thank you. a lot of people were calling it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you can probably find it if you want to look for it on that. But it's it's pretty cool actually. It was it was interesting to see um, that. Sort of, I, I like that stuff. I like there's something about that. The big idea that sort of fails and goes into disrepair. Mm-hmm. I, there's, I, I don't know. I love that stuff. That's why we can always show like pictures of like Chernobyl or um, you know some some giant mall they built in uh, China that no one goes to and it just sits empty. Like those sort of things fascinate me. My dad was huge on the uh, 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 the asylums. Mm-hmm. So like they build these asylums, they shut them down, they get all creepy and old, and start getting into disrepair. He loved that well, stuff. Well, the I don't North know what Korean hotel. Yeah, the North Korean hotel is, is, is good, probably the biggest. biggest I'll tell you one right in America that maybe some of our viewers have actually driven past, and that's that mall in New Jersey that was supposed to be. You know they oh I love big, that yeah Xanadu big deve- yes Xanadu yeah yes now that one's not in it, disrepair yet. Um, however, no, but it's sitting there empty for how many years? Oh, yeah. They built it at the... Ten? It's, it's right next to Giant Stadium, basically. And they built it as part of this big um, construction uh, complex and entertainment complex there. So you're going to have a giant mall right near the stadium. So you've got the, uh, where the, the Nets play there, the, the New Jersey Devils play there, the Giants and Jets play right there. And they are, there's also a racetrack right there. And, of there. course, the Nets don't anymore, but... Right, but that's where they used where to play. Where they used to. Uh, but the Devils still do, I think. Anyway, um, so they and then they were going to build the uh, um, this gigantic mall. Going to be, I think, the biggest mall in America. Might have been second or third. I I don't know. But it also had a indoor ski slope. I mean, it was top of the line crazy. And of course, they decided to build it in like 2007. Um, So it hit the financial collapse. Multiple companies tried to come in and make something of it. Um, I actually know a guy who they wanted him to work on this in some capacity. Um, and he went in and toured it, um, and it's you know it's in disrepair. I mean, it's starting already inside. And remember, they built this thing with 2007, 2008 technology, so it's already eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, while that's not that doesn't mean it wouldn't work. It doesn't have the new updated stuff. It doesn't have any. Other, I mean, this is like it basically yeah. built it around the time the iPhone came out. 
Right. Um, so, I mean, you think of how, you know, you wouldn't now design a building that's that expensive uh, to be built like that. But multiple companies came in, went bankrupt. The city, the, the state has tried to rescue it. Chris Christie's gone through a lot of stuff with this uh, particular building. And it's also very ugly and right on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. So you go down the big, the New Jersey Turnpike uh, in New Jersey, the most traveled road probably in the state. And you pass this thing. It's right across from New York City. And here it is, this yeah. giant, it's like teal and blue, weird, brown and like checkerboard it's exterior. Really it's really ugly looking. Designed and, um, and supposed to have the Pepsi Globe, the, the tall Ferris wheel. Yeah, they, we're going to have an indoor amusement got, park in there. Indoor ice rink, uh, DreamWorks amusement park, year-round theme park, water park, movie theater, concert hall, big snow indoor ski slope, and tubing, miniature golf course. All inside. And that would have been cool. Does not included the stores and restaurants. That would have been cool. Oh yeah, and so they're trying to figure out what to do with it because I mean it's just sitting there. Yeah. I mean it's built. It has been for going on ten years. You know they built the whole thing. There's just no stores yeah. in it, and you know obviously there's all sorts of problems. And from what I understand, there's so much work to bring it back. It okay. might turn into, and this is what this is called, like a white elephant is what they call these things, where it's just too expensive to tear them down. So you kind of just like leave them there and let them be. And let them sort of slowly decay until you have to get rid of them. And so much money went into it, you don't want to tear it down. Yeah, you don't want to throw it You're hoping somebody's going to take it over, fix it up, and open it. Yeah, like buy it for a dollar and do something with it, you know? But it's so far, none of those efforts have worked out. You have more, Jeffy? No, I was just uh, thinking that uh, we should buy it for, if it's for a buck, to have to put patents on the side. on them all. Yeah, that would be great. I think the tax bill might be prohibitive. Yeah, I used to pay it. Possibly. We just don't, don't pay it. Well, yeah, and maybe because they don't want to tear it down, they just leave the sign up. Right. Right. I like it. All right. I like it. We'll get that done. That's a plan. Ray Kurzweil, who's Google's uh, chief futurist guy, he develops a lot of their products and tells them what's coming and... You know, he's the one that says we're going to live forever eventually. And I guess you put your consciousness into a machine somehow. Anyway, now he believes that uh, by 2029, we will start living forever. Mm. That's only 13 years. We might be able to make that. 13 years from now? What the heck? We might make that. In my late 60s by then. I mean, that's... I mean, sorry, Jeffy. Well, actually, I think by 2029, he's talking about... uh, each year after that, you'll be able to, if we're alive now, you'll be able to add a year to your life, right? So um, it, I'm pretty sure that's what he was talking about. So that every year goes by, you're able to add another year and you just continue on and on. Yeah, so until born, you get to 2045 when we hit the singularity. Right. And then the non-biological intelligence created will reach a level that's a, bil- a billion yeah. times more powerful than all human intelligence Today. Look at that. Wow. That's amazing. That's you just gotta know everything. Dagger. There's this sort right. of like weird game that we play as human beings wow. in which we all uh, acquire knowledge at different paces and, and have different talents and, and are different individuals. And we go through that world like there's sort of a race, right? Like obviously mm-hmm. Jeffy is in last place in this particular race, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> but like, for example, Jeffy is smart on. 
Then that's not a good example. Maybe <laughs> it's not a good example. No, it's it's, a... Jeffy's got a drug distribution, for example. Okay. Okay. So he knows the ins and outs of drug distribution. <laughs> what drugs are good? Which drugs at what doses? Do what things? Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows that stuff. He's acquired that knowledge. I've mm-hmm. acquired uh, knowledge, pointless knowledge about the Philadelphia Eagles. Pat mm-hmm. has po- pointless <laughs> knowledge about the BYU Cougars. Wow. Um, what do you mean? Jeffy has become right an here. expert in rape. Uh, he's a rape expert. Uh, nationally recognized, by the way. Nationally recognized. It's true. If you Google it, you will see Jeff Fisher, rape expert, which I'm sure the head coach of the Rams appreciates quite a bit. Uh, so we all acquire different things, and, and that's sort of the thing that that lines us up in society, right? Like if you are, if you decide you're going to get lots of um, a knowledge in faith, right? You might be, you're going to be, you're going to excel in that area. Uh, if you decide you're going to get lots of knowledge in stocks, you might be very wealthy. If you decide you're going to get lots of knowledge in martial arts, you're going to be able to defend yourself well. And it, like the, the end game of this seems to be we're all going to have all of the knowledge. We're just all going to have it, and we're going to choose whatever we want to do with it. But like quiz shows are going to be terrible. Everyone's going to know everything. <laughs> you know, you really can get to that point where you just kind of have all the knowledge available like we do on Google. And that's already happening. I mean, you see it. You see this with with people who are um, those. Ask the real human. Right. You you see this with people who are uh, of younger age uh, than maybe us. Um, and uh, what you see with them is that they have n- very little value in having knowledge. They mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you ask them something. It's they don't need to know it. They just need to know how to acquire it from Google. Right, like they, so it's there. It's it's like it's like uh, you know the difference of having clothes and or the idea of being like okay, well I'm gonna go out and buy them, like you know, we're, like we're of the generation of like we have a bunch of clothes in our in our dresser drawers, and the new generation is the younger generation is like well I'll just go buy whatever I need when I need it, and that's sort of a it's a different approach, and I don't know what it does to society, but it, it is a, a completely different way of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really see it. You're at the point now where I gotta imagine, and I know I've seen reports of this, but I, I don't have kids that are quite this age yet. But, like, the idea of bringing a calculator into class is totally what you do. Like, you can use a calculator whenever you want in math because everyone uses a calculator whenever you have a math problem. Well, we've seen how they figure out the common core problems. I mean, the unique yeah, one. Well, yeah, I mean, so you learn early kind of the general concepts, and now it's common core, which is ridiculous. But you learn the general concepts early, and as you get older, you no longer have to execute them. You just type the number into a computer. Um, and, and so, really, you're, you're handing off brain function knowledge to some machine that does it for you. Which we all do at some level, but it's kind of interesting how far that's going to go. If, if Kurzweil is right, you don't, you're not going to need any of this stuff anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You download the information. Yeah. Directly to your brain. Yeah. They're talking about. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to coming up. Things have changed a little bit in the last uh, uh, 60, 70 years. You know, I had not noticed. I mean, a lot of people haven't. That's why I'm 
talking about it now because a lot of people have just gone through thinking everything is exactly the same. Yeah, I was watching Back <clears throat> to the Future recently, uh -huh. um, and uh, I didn't notice a difference didn't when they went back in difference. time or in the future. Right, it right. seemed like it was all the same. Right. Same stuff, know. same attitudes, yeah. same everything. I didn't notice anything. Everything looks the same, sounds the same, is the same. Mm -hmm. uh, Chevy uh, did a, a commercial that you probably see a lot today. I, have, I think the same one. I think they're running the same one from the 1940s. They are? Yeah. It's an <laughs> easy does it. Uh, this is part one of a 1940 video where a Chevrolet uh, wants to measure the amount of work that the little woman does. Oh, because what did she say at home? Man, yeah. do I love General Motors even more. <laughs> well, she might be staying at home or she might be, you know, a secretary. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple, a couple of roles that yeah. uh, a woman could do. And, well, let's take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> to the ladies, the fair and the weak. Fair they are, we'll all admit. But who dares call them weak? Our modern girls play as hard and with as much vitality and stamina as any man. Oh. How do they do it? Where know. do they find all that energy? That seemingly inexhaustible store of pep and ginger. Pep and ginger. They get that from speed. <laughs> what is that whipcord resilience that lets the weaker sex play half the night, <laughs> then bob up clear-eyed, ready for the next morning's work? Right. This frail it. creature strikes her typewriter <laughs> keys about 40,000 times a day. Holy cow. Spaces 7,000 <clears> times. Shifts to capitals and returns the carriage more than 1,000 times each. <clears throat> Altogether, a few ounces at a time, she exerts more than five tons of pressure on her dainty fingertips in one day's work. <laughs> and any way you look at it, women's work is not for sissies. Wow. So, I mean, although what? they are fairer and weaker. Yeah. You I, know, I mean, let's face it. This frail being was frail. able to do quite a bit there. Right. Mm -hmm. She was. She could type on the typewriter. That's pretty impressive. Uh, but there was more. And uh, I can't wait to find out. Even an efficiency expert would be staggered by the amount of chasing around and indoor road work that the little woman takes as a matter of course. <laughs> There's the stair climbing event, for example. Oh, yeah. Usually accomplished, full tilt, and with an armload of brooms, mops, blankets, and sundry household paraphernalia. She better have mm -hmm. something in her hand. Here's so another hurry up picture of the clinging whizzing through a day's program that would leave the average mountaineer gasping for breath. Yeah, not her. Each not the trip upstairs woman. is the equivalent of lifting her own weight 12 feet. Holy crap. And at the rate of 20 trips a day, that's lifting about 12 tons of weight. Who said weaker sex? You Ironing did. was another you, you kind did. of work that's a lot of little jobs all rolled into one. Mm -hmm. Just to iron one of hubby's shirts, for instance. The iron may have to be lifted 20 or 30 times. Oh, my God. Got to be right. And since a flat iron weighs about as much as a brick, a day's ironing actually uses just about as much muscle as bricklaying. Flattening a towel or I'm wielding a trowel. I'm going to say no Even on Steve that. Say no no, I'm going to say no. Well, I'm going to say no on that. No. <laughs> What's interesting about I've this? I've ironed. Yeah, yes, I have too. I actually had a picture of him ironing uh, uh, yeah, that I tweeted at one point. Right. It was uh, one of the right. most horrific things I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, well, I couldn't find a little woman <laughs> at the time. What, what is interesting about this video is, and it's come, it came from 1940, 
is it's actually a pro-woman video. Yeah, they're trying the to time. empower they're women. They're saying, like, wow, look at, look at how amazing these women are. Look at all the work that they're doing. You think that they're not working hard. They really are. Yeah. Like, it's actually, they're but, trying to be... They're saying it poorly. Yes. Well, yeah, they're but, saying it poorly for 2016. Yes. Um, but, I mean, at the time, they were. this was like the... Right. Uh, this is like the the uh, the feminist movement. And the amazing thing is, Stu, there's even more oh, to behold about the little woman. In the early days of motoring, no woman in her right mind would tackle the job of starting the engine. No. Because the job had to be done the hard way. By a man. Let George do it was the slogan. And ever since, men have bragged about being the better drivers. Let George do it. Then the muscle savers got to work. And the oh, self-starter put the woman driver behind the wheel instead of in the back seat. Those darn muscle savers. But even recently, yeah. a motor car demanded a certain amount of athletic prowess on the part of the driver. For example, in shifting gears. Let's hook up one of these work-measuring machines or ergometers to this old-fashioned oh, hey, gear shift lever to see how much muscle it needed to run through the gears. Let's do. 90 units. Starting and stopping. Parking and backing up on a full day's driving amounted to more than a ton of pushing plus about a city block of reaching. Now I'm let's sure, use that ergometer gadget again to see how much yeah, undesirable exercise we've saved this that's member of the fair and so-called weaker sex. See? Mm. Now Skeptic. the dial shows about 30 units. Only a few ounces of push with the vacuum gear shift. But wow. there are still plenty of jobs left for the ergometer and the work-saving scientists to tackle. pretty for her male. Think yeah. of all the energy that our charming Think millions spend in keeping beautiful. <laughs> and if science is so darn wonderful, uh. why doesn't some genius build a contraption like this? Why not? <laughs> That's really something. That's a, uh, we jam. did. Jam Handy Productions. So the point of that was that Chevy had a three on the tree. Is that what it was? Yeah. And that's supposed to be easier on the little woman? Yep. Easier to shift when they put it up on the stick. Yeah, when yeah women, the women can handle those the, the old heavy cars, but now that the new ones with the nice little easy shifter. Yeah. That's, uh, there you go. Pretty nice. Wow, that's really nice for him. I mean, if it was power steering, maybe you got a point. Yeah. Maybe. It wasn't, though. If you remember <laughs> how hard it was to crank, you probably never driven something that wasn't power steering. Have you? I don't think so. No. Yeah. I, wow. No, that's a chore. That's a chore. It I mean, I, 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 did, I have driven cars. I will say this. I have driven cars in which the power steering will break. Yeah, that's a little bit different, uh, though, because yeah. the car is uh, made to not drive without the fluid. So, I mean, it's, of course, it's really hard. Really but it's hard. Not, the car is, the, those cars were actually built to drive, like but that. there was no power steering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember a couple, a couple of my cars, and I'd run out of whatever fluid, or they would break, or whatever, right. and, mm-hmm. and like you'd have to like, it was like two hands on like this one, to get off the side of the road. And, yes. Yeah, it was not not easy. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents do coming up in a minute. The 
Triple H. It's all great with that thing. Triple H. Seven two seven five. Yeah, uh, let's uh, give you a couple uh, cool movie trailers. I want to start with Jason Bourne if yes. we could, um, because I'm a, I'm a Bourne Identity uh, series I like it fan. A lot. I'm, I'm a fan. I like it a lot. It's not my favorite of all time, but I do enjoy it. Um, and uh, did they, I say it was my favorite? No, I, I didn't said say it was my favorite either. I just said I watched it earlier today. No, I liked it. Be that way. Listen to it, so I wanted to watch it and hear it. Nor did I say it was either of your favorites. Why do you have to play that? I said it's not my favorite. I'd not say anything about your favorite. It's not mine either, (laughs) necessarily. I just told you I like to watch it without the audio this morning. (laughs) All right, let's take a look. Let's watch each trailer. (laughs) Too slow so far. I don't like it. No, I don't like it. He's just laying there. There's usually action in these. with you, you'll no longer be yourself. Oh, boy. We've already seen all this. Oh, yeah. Remember. Oh, boy, he's thinking about it. That's why we're you thinking about everything. it, though. Remembering everything doesn't mean you know everything. That's a bumper sticker. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. That's great. It's just been hacked. Could be worse than Snowden. Facial recognition got a hit. Jesus Christ, it's Jason, Jason Bourne. Bourne. Why would it come back now? To kill you. For you. <laughs> There's a demonstration in front of the Greek Parliament building. I think she'll use it as cover. Do, do you? They tracked you. We gotta move. What if he's not coming for us? What if it's something else? This summer, I volunteered because of a lie. This is Jason Bourne. I need to talk. 32 kills. People are safer because of what you did. Is it the institutionalization of <laughs> the, the human, human psyche? psyche? That is what the... It's the subtitle. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it actually, I don't know is in the subtitle. Um, <laughs> that looks really good, actually. I do yeah, feel I like I've seen the whole movie, but it does yes. look really good. Uh, I'll see it again. I would see that one again. Just because uh, you uh, know everything, or remember everything, doesn't mean you know everything. Thank That's you. It's a good line. Uh, here's a Magnificent Seven now. Oh, so they've done it again. And here it is. What happened to the other seven? I think they died about 30 years ago. <laughs> well, that kind of stinks. Sir, I have a proposition. All right. We're decent people being driven from our homes. Slaughtered in cold blood. So you seek revenge. Yep. Mm-hmm. I seek righteousness. But I'll take revenge. 
Took a job looking for some men to join me. Impossible. How many you got so far? You and me. Quite a batch of strays. This is not going to end well. How many men you say? That's interesting. Mm. Seems uh, to be an effort to bring back the uh, Western, doesn't it? Does. Sure, why? Uh, concerns me. Uh, it does? Hillary Clinton uh-huh. did say, uh, we just have too many guns. We have too yeah. many. Yeah, and that's yeah. just going to propagate it. People are going to mm-hmm. want guns after that. Uh, and guns are evil. <laughs> Hollywood has a way of, uh, you know, glorifying the gun. Mm. Yeah. And I wish they'd stop because uh, we've already got a situation, as, as you pointed out, Stu, where too there many. are too many. Now, because of Denzel and this other guy, uh, what's his name? Is, you know this, uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris. What's Pratt? his face? Pratt. They're going to want more because they see them using guns. They're going to want to start shooting people too. I tell you, uh, Hollywood. What more can you say? I mean, I will say these movies are a symbol of reversibility. I mean, thank you. I mean, it shows that the gun, the gun can never gun. be removed from the earth. <laughs> That is what it shows. Or something. Something like that. Something irreversible.